0: There was a woman, the boy to She was getting married and she wanted to write what well we call a prenup. She wanted to make sure that the um are not gonna to go to her husband. So what did she do? She wrote it to her daughter. It was obviously a second marriage. So she wrote all the to her daughter to prevent her husband, her husband, from getting it. In Siva What happened was she got married and kidua, she got divorced. So now she comes back, she wants to get from her daughter back her nechassim and her daughter says, hey, excuse me, mom, you sold me the nechassim. You know, you you can't get it back. I saw the like of They Nachman. They came in front of Nachman. Carry have Nachman the star. Nachman tore up the star. He said, "What's going on here?" Now, really, if someone, let's say, a guy looks and says, "What's going on?" they the corrupt, what's going on over here? There's a star. This woman has a star that her husband, that her mother sold her. to a khasim. You're walking in. it's this the first star? And you're walking and you're ripping up the star. What kind of business? Sir Avonan said that all all like Kamei the Anybody remember when we had Anan having a discussion with Marokva a few blood ago? If you remember, Rav Anun had a big disagreement with Rav Huna. Rav Huna called him Anun Anun. On, on. Remember that? And then he sent a message to Marukva. He was very upset about it. He sent a message to Marukva. He hey, you see, Rav, Rav Anun went to complain to Marukva. Rash says, Marukva was the Abbezdin uh, at that time. He was in charge. So he went to Marukva. Amaleh said, Look, Nachman Chakla, Nachman the farmer, Hechimikari Shhtar, did He's tearing up people's stars. It's a kind of business. She has a star. Well, how could you rip up her star? So says slow, slow, slow. easy the Tell me what the story was. And that's the first thing. When someone comes complaining and telling to you that Bezdin cheated him, say you Let's hear the story. Tell me the story, I hear. It sounds very nice. Tell me the whole story. Tell me exactly what the story was. So Amalai, Hachiva Khiyavi, side of the story. You're telling me a what mavrachas means she's trying to chase it away from her husband. That was the point. She sold it in order to keep it away from her husband. It's called a shtarmavrachas. Ha Baridi I have a sack. come. If I get this Shtar I rip it up. Everyone understands. It's an Everybody understands. It's baloney. And Amela, He would rip it up, even though it sounds like a very nice star. Amalei Rava Le'Av Nachman. Rabatal Av Nachman time, what's the shot? Delay Shavik Inish Nav You see You could take an Umdadah and you could rip up a shtar. It says clearly in the shtar, you sold the and There's no tnan. It's very clear, there's no fine print. It's very clear in the shtar. Now, because we understand that people do not give away the nachasan to somebody else, obviously we have an umdadah that it was just dear to chase it away from the husband, and therefore they rip it up a uh that's only if it's somebody else Have but it's here she was giving it to her daughter maybe she wanted to give her daughter money how do you know it wasn't real even welcome the daughter a woman who rather keep the money for herself and we assume it's all baloney and therefore he ripped it up Everybody say? this is one of the things to make you into Chacham. Go outside in the street, Rebbe and see and ask somebody what's a starm of Rahas? And if he looks at you like a deer in headlights, you tell him a What's wrong with you? Should be learning a daf. And the gemara says a starm of rachas means a woman wrote a star in order to prevent her husband from getting the nuchasim. Zantimar say, haroitsa A person wants to keep her nuchasim away from her husband. What's the etzah? Shtar pasim basically means a fake star. You write a fake star to other people, that you're giving the nechasm to them, and then you keep it away from your husband. <laughs> no, if you're going to write a real star to somebody else, <laughs> the guy could laugh at you and say, you gave me the shtar, I'm keeping the nechasm. So that's not going to work. So what do you do? <laughs> you should write him, you should write him, Meaning, you write that the star should be chal today when I want. Meaning, the second she sees that her husband's trying to get the nuchasim, so then she says she wants the mecher, and then the mecher will be chal. And the rishonim talk about if the mecher is going to be chal. So what's she gaining? She's giving the nuchasim to somebody else. What does she gain? But Agabon, that's a chum wanted that there should be this pshar. If you're going to write a star to him, the guy's going to be able to keep it. But if you, so, Bela, you should write Ula why do you have to write? This stickle, the chay, we just said a shdaim avrachas, we throw in the garbage. So, the chay, if you are writing a nechassim because you want to keep the nechassim away from the from the bossman, chay, you go in the garbage. Time of the kassalei ha'chi ha'le kassalei ha'chi kadani lekeach. The chay, you see clearly the keach's kaida. Chay, you now, like we just said, kasha am rav like kasha habikula habimiksa. So, it's a very important thing when a person wrote all of her nechassim. So then, obviously, it was baloney. No one writes all of their nechassim. To somebody else, and mail them. then we assume it's bottle. But if a woman wrote one house, so then that's not a star mavrachas. If you really wanted to keep the chasm away from your husband, you should have wrote everything. So, male of that is a real mecher, and there the guy could keep it. So, this is important. If someone asks you on a test, if you write a star, to keep away nechassim from the Baal. What's the halacha? It depends. If you write all the the halacha is the mecha's bottle. You tear it up no matter how many shtaris you have. But if it's only partial, then you listen to the shtar because or else, why would you only write partial? Huh? If she wants to keep her iPhone or give away her iPhone, then, then she should uh, do that mecha. Yeah, it has to be kasvala kula. Yes. kanani in fact, we a very technical thing, which which Yudh Yitzchuk was Bavani before. If it's a fake Mechirah, so then you're not doing anything. If the whole thing was baloney, so then you're trying to keep away from your husband. So you're writing A a Ashtayim Bavrachas doesn't work. So the what's it going to help to write Ashtayim Bavrachas if the machia is not Chal? So the husband gets the That's where it comes into our Sagem Rabaya. Asom Kinechasim. Shein Yudu on the they leave with The Baal used the excuse that it was Sunday after Slichas. Everyone that's in bed now thinks that they're the only guy that stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm hey, the only guy. I'm the only guy that's exhausted this morning. There's 50 people outside that are learning. Well, hundreds of people are learning. Wow, I'm exhausted. You think you're the only guy that's exhausted? You're the, fir- you're the first person that I thought of if you go to sleep 2 o'clock in the morning from Slichas. I can't get up in the morning. First guy, Mamish Gainis. But I'll The husband was sleeping in bed and he didn't know these halachas. When you snooze, you. Mashi, what's your nusach? When you snooze, you lose. That's the bottom line. If you snooze, it means the chasim you do on the bow, and therefore the bow not Yerish. That's the kindness. Really, Shtarma Vrachas doesn't work. But if the guy was the guy didn't know this halacha, so he thinks it works. Sameil is the chasim you do on the bow, and a meila, he's not kind it What do you mean? Where sh'tar No, it would not It's a roshchir. It would not be a here. For Shemarach is not a real mechir; it's fake. About if, they be, if they be if they be, that's a real mechir. Absolutely a real mechir. So umdana they make a bunch of kinyan to a real mechir. If the guy doesn't buy, the guy doesn't sell it back to you, you could charge him money. And what's happened. Technically, you could take him to court. Even in court, you could take him, take him to court, take him bes it's legally binding. It's a real mechir. He gives down payment. It's a real thing. Umdana. Now, the we just mentioned something is a huge yisaid. Let's say a woman gets money. A issue, right? A person's great uncle was nifter, and he bequeathed to his wife a tremendous amount of money. Now, your wife says, "I want to take this money, and I want to go buy myself a new fill-in-the-blank." What's the halacha? Is she allowed to do that or not? Ali api halacha. Now, I want to tell you something. Forget about this Mishnah. You shall let your wife buy, what, usually, what she wants to buy. But let's say api halacha for a minute before we talk Shalom Ba'is. What's Allah? And it's a very important halacha. The is she can't. She cannot buy whatever she wants with it because it's malug. Well, Again, let's get clear. Nich Malug means nichasim that belong to the wife the husband gets the Paris. There's no such thing as nechaz that the wife keeps. And the, and the, and, and, and keeps a, there's no iPhone. Someone has told me about when you have an iPhone, it's an iPhone, not a Wii phone. It only belongs to me, not to my wife. There's no, a husband. A wife can't have an iPhone. It doesn't belong to her. Everything, the nechass, everything belongs to the husband. He gets the Paris from the husband, so from the wife. But what's Allah if she gets a Yerusha? Maradike Kamishna. Not for of soften. Let's say a woman had a Yerusha of money, Ta'lakh, she can't spend whatever she wants with it. You lock bank they have to buy kaka, voikhul pears. The husband eats the paris. He wants to get his paris, so he has a right to force her to buy kaka and he'll eat paris. Number one. Paris had tulushim in a Let's say she's Yerush Paris, a storehouse full of Paris. So what do you do with those Paris? Does the husband get it? No. It belongs to the wife. You lock you sell it, you buy kaka, for echel pears. Same thing. What about Paris ha-mechobar me Let's say she's yerish a field, that has fruit on it. So what, this is an interesting case. What's the halacha with that fruit? At the time of the Yerusha, the fruit was still attached. So do we look at the fruit as if it's karka, Or do we look at the fruit as if it's Paris? Because the said it's Paris, but it wasn't really Paris because it was there at the time of the Yerusha. So what happens to Paris that ha am me so Amr Amir Ramir says, You evaluate the karka how much those Paris are worth, meaning you evaluate the karka with the Paris and without the pairs. And the difference, Ramir holds, when a karka falls with Paris on it, those Paris are not considered Paris. They're considered like Karen. They're considered like money that belonged to the wife, so to speak. Therefore, she sells those pears. She has to buy more karka. And then the husband could eat pears. So even though really it's pears, it's fruit. But that's not the fruit that we're, the we're talking about. Chazal was talking about fruit that grew on the karka after the marriage. But fruit that grew before is considered karen. And the male there, the husband, they, they take the pears, they sell it, they buy karka, and the husband could eat pears. That's what Mare says. If it's attached to the ground, we even though it fell at that time, we look at it as if it belongs to him. and immediately he just walks off with it. She doesn't sell it with Paris, It doesn't belong to her. It belongs to him. If she's Yerush a field with Paris on it, that Allah, the husband can go in and skim off all those pairs, even though those pairs were there from before. Too bad. Chazal, that's included in Chazal's as of Paris. And Chazal said it's considered paris, and therefore that's the Chamsitin. Now the reason for that is, I'll just explain to you, because I'm going to get it for the Gemara. The reason for it is, what's defined as paris that the husband keeps, and what's defined as karka that the wife keeps? Let's say she has an iPhone. So what's the paris of the iPhone, and what's considered the karen of the iPhone? So the halacha is like this. As long as there's something that remains, as long as there's a principle, everything else is considered paris. So over here, if you have a piece of, even though the karka fell with paris on it, but Lemaah said there's a principle, there's a karka here. The paris keep reproducing. So even though the paris fell together with the karka, we look at the paris as if they're paris, so to speak, meaning the husband gets it right away as soon as it falls. Since the wife has the karka as the Yerusha, so that would be her karen. The wife always keeps the karen, always keeps the principle, and the husband always keeps the paris. So if it's Paris, that's mechubarum Makarka, the husband will keep those Paris, and the wife keeps the karka. That's the Chamsitah. The Gemara is going to elaborate on it. Very, very interesting cases we're going to see. Let's say she's Yerish, a gold mine. They mine gold. Is the gold considered Paris? Or is the gold considered Karen? The woman has a gold mine. Is the, could the husband go in and mine the gold? She has oil fields. Could the husband go take the oil? We'll see the saying about that. But Agapari in the Gemara says that if it's attached to the ground, it's considered Paris. But if she's Yerish, truckloads of pears, they're already detached. So that's considered like money. So it belongs to her. And then he could eat pears. So that is the chum she to the chum. Say pears that are attached are considered pears. If Shimon really holds it to chum, but he makes up char like this. He says like this. Where he has a strong kayach. Where the husband has a strong kayach when he marries her. He has a shwache kayak when he divorces her. They want to explain what that means. If he had a weak kayak when he married her, he has a strong kayak when he divorces her. Okay, so what's this claw? parents that are attached to the ground. When he's marrying her, meaning when they come in, or when he marries her, and there's pears on the ground, that's he holds Those pears belong to him. They're considered pears. Umeila ubi Let's say she leaves. the the woman. A woman's getting divorced. She has orchards full of fruit. She got divorced. Could the husband say, "Hey, excuse me, I want those pears"? He divorced already. Can he say, "Those are my pears. I want to take them"? Shimon says, "No. Since when she came in." When she comes in with orchards of fruit, Reb Shimon holds at the Chachamim that those pears go to the Baal, he has a strong Kayach on those pears when he divorces her and as he's walking out of bed, all proud of himself. He remembers that there's hundreds of orchards of or fields. He wants to go take those pears. We say, Reb Yid, You should have taken it when you were married. Since you didn't take it when you were married, you don't get it. Once the woman is divorced, you lose it. That's what Shimon says. When the, when the, when the, uh, when the, when the in the papyrus are mechubarim lekarika. The halach is it's shalah. But tulushim in that karika. Let's say it's loose papyrus, which is basically the equivalent of money. She has truckloads of loose papyrus. So then b'kni sasa shalah if when she's coming into the marriage, they belong to her. That's like money. If she comes in with truckloads of pears, they belong to her. Obietzi Asa, shall I? Let's say he picked the pears. He, he made a whole silo of his pears. then he divorced his wife. The Allah has that he could keep because he already picked it, he already belongs to him. If he didn't pick it, then the Allah is, it belongs to her, according to Reb Shimon. Zakti gemar Pshita Aro Let's say there's a discussion between the husband and the wife, what they should use the money to buy. We said in the Mishnah, if the, if the wife is Yerush money, they buy stuff that the husband could eat pears. Let's say they're fighting over. if They should buy karka or batim. So halacha is ara. They have to buy karka because then the wife gets more pears. The wife wants to get pears, so they uh, they uh, they have to buy karka. Bati vidikli, houses or palm trees. Bati. So batim have more of a uh, impact, and therefore they make more money, and therefore you buy batim. Dikli v'ilni palm trees or regular trees. Dikli. Dikli are considered more. Uh, profitable ilni vegufni. trees are vines ilni those um, you buy trees that's also considered more profitable and therefore you buy trees if there's a discussion if there's not discussion you buy whatever they want but if there's a discussion this the, this is the way we machria the discussion abba abba means a forest now forest is meant to chop down the trees and use for firewood so is the firewood considered Paris because Lamaisa, it's the production of the forest. Or do we look at it as Karen? Because Lamaisa, once you cut down the tree, it's gone. Right? Paris could constantly reproduce. But these, they, 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 once you cut down the forest, it's finished. So what's the halachic what's the, what's the status of a forest? Abba. Or Zardasa. Zardasa is also a kind of tree that doesn't produce physical fruit. Or Upeira de Kavri. a hole that has fish in it. Are you allowed to take, you have a little fish hole in your backyard? Are you allowed, is the husband allowed to take the fish out of the fish shell? So once you use it up, there's not going to be any more fish there. So is that considered Karen? Or is that considered Paris? If it's Karen, it belongs to the wife. If it's Paris, it belongs to the husband. So Amrila Pera. Some say it's Paris and the husband can take it. V'amrila Karna. Some say, no, it's Karen. Why? Claude This is a shot in the last sheita. The reason why it would be Karen gives a machlif if the geza, if the root, if the main item... It, it, it replaces itself. Peyer, then it's considered machl, If it doesn't replace itself, it's considered Karen. So all these things don't replace themselves. Fish, you fish out all the fish. They're not coming back. If you have a big uh, lake, so then the fish come back. But a little uh, fish hole, it's not going to come back. So mela, it's uh, according to one it be considered a Karen. We got a paskin like the Sheetah, that it's considered Karen. And therefore, it is. it goes to the uh, husband, it goes to the wife, not the husband. Om um, Rab Zayrah Am Rabashiah Am Rabyanai Reb Rabab Amra um, Reb, um, Reb Yanei, um, 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 Yanei. Hagoiniv Vlad Behemas Malug. I'm already kiddin. What's the Allah the guy steals something? If someone steals something, Allah says you pay Kafal. You pay double. So let's say someone steals the child of a Behema of Malug. Who does the Ganiv pay Kafal to? Who gets the extra money? Kafal is double. Who gets the extra money? So Allah is Mishaleim Tashlume Kafal Isha. You pay the kafel to the isha. The isha gets the kafel. doesn't go to the husband. The like Gemara says why. That means a child. It means that a child of a... If a behemoth gives birth. Right? Let's say a woman has a flock. A lot of animals. And the flock gives birth. Who gets the children of that flock? Is those, are those children considered payers? Or are those children... Considered Karen. the should be considered Paris. So that's the Gemara says, Come on, like your Abba, like your we're saying that the Kefal goes to the Isha. Which means, it's not considered Paris, it's considered Karen. Lechayah, it's not like uh, the Rabba, or not like Hananiah. The Tanya the bible says, Vlad behemas malog. Who gets the Vlad of a behemas malog? Lebao? The husband gets it; it's considered pairs, so that's the Tanakham's Shita. Vlad Shivchas Malagli Ishah. But if there is a Shivcha that gives birth, then it goes to the Isha. That's considered Karen. They must explain what the difference between a child of a Behem is or a child of a Vlad is uh, of a Shivcha is. But Agapanim, you see, this a But but a child, uh, if a woman has a Behem and it gives birth, that for sure seems to go to the husband, according to Tanakhama. The Chananya Ben Achi also Vlad Shivchas mulog, he holds that the child of a shivcha also is considered paris. So, because everybody agrees that a behemoth child is considered paris, the question and it goes to the husband, the question is the child of a shivcha. So, we just said that if a ghanif steals the child of a behemoth, the money goes to the isha. Because the money should go to the husband, it's paris. Everybody agrees, really the child belongs to the husband. Aye, why doesn't he get kafil if it's stolen? This is called Pera de Pera. It's Paris of Paris. So there's a good trivia question. You go out on the street and you ask somebody, how could somebody own something? And someone steals it, and you don't pay kefal. So usually the guy will look at you, kefal. What's kefal? So then you tell him, you're not my But if he does know what kefal is, you ask him, how's a chayach for a ganiv not to pay kefal to the owner? And the answer is one case, like if, ah? Uh, huh? Like a deer in headlights. There you go, I've been seeing. So, mail of my hat is a chaykh that a ganiv should not pay kefal. I've been it, it's too early in the morning. Everybody here is half asleep. You can't make such jokes. But i kaparim, So the, you have to come, and see, wake up, Da'il. But I'm you should have gone this morning with your truck and beeped outside the Elam's house, then it'll be up. But Agaparim, the halach is Pera, the Pera lo kino the and even though the husband gets it, but he does not get the Kefal. Amari the Kazach, he doesn't get Pera of Pera. Huge, huge Chiddush. That's the Gemara says. Zod Tegmar. Bisham so what's, Hananya says that the child of a Shifcha and the child of a, a behema. Both go to the husband. Now let's get clear the you say this because it's going to be the gift for the next Gemara. What defines Paris and what defines Karen? Paris means there's going to be Karen left. Meaning, you're not finishing up the whole item. There will be a principal part left. If there's nothing left, if it's once it finishes, it's done, so then it's considered Karen. That's the rule. So for the Gemara, the reason why they are about to hold that the child of a Shifcha, the child of a behema is considered Karen. So we're not afraid that the Shivcha will die or the animal will die. So, anything that's produced by the Shivcha on the animal is considered Paris because it's not going to die. Hello, Rabbanan. But according to Rabbanan, if they're afraid of Misa, so that means this is not considered Paris, it's Karen because we're afraid the animal or the Shivcha will die. So, of Loi, even the child of a behemah shouldn't be considered Paris. It should be considered Karen. We're holding ain't Testament-based 10 lines down. If they're not afraid something's going to die, I feel a shivcha from even the child of a shivcha, if it's not going to die, it should be considered Paris. Because what's the an between a shivcha and a behemah. Why is a behemah considered Paris? And it goes to the husband and a shivcha is considered Karen and it goes to the wife. That's the child. So, Really, they're afraid. For Even if the animal dies, you still have the hide of the animal. So therefore, the hide of the animal will be considered Karen. Again, this is the name of the game. If you have something left, it's Karen. And then everything else will be considered Paris. If you have nothing left, then it's considered uh, uh, I'm sorry, if it's considered, if there's something left, then that item, the something that's left, is considered Karen. So anything that's produced could be considered Paris. For example, the child of an animal, since the hide is going to be left, so the child would be considered Paris. But if there's nothing left, we'll give we'll see examples in a moment, then it would be considered Karen, and it would go to the wife. So the big-nuff is so usually it's pretty clear-cut, but sometimes you have things that are not so clear, and then it would be a big enough Camina. is it considered Paris or Karen? Amravuna b'chiyah me Shmuel halacha kechananya. We paskin like Khanania that the child of a shifcha and the child of a behema they all are considered pares and a meila. Um, the they uh, they they go to the husband. Amravva Amravnaach manafagavda me Shmuel halacha kechananya. Even though Shmuel says halacha like Chananya and really he goes to the husband. Maider Chananya Chananya is maider. She mishka'isha if she gets divorced. She has a right to force the husband to sell it to her. It has sentimental value. These are for her parents' houses, animals, and shivchas. has sentimental value. So she could force him to sell, so you see, very interesting. Even though the husband, even though Chazal gave him the payers, but there's certain clauses that they gave. Number one, we just said she could, they could force him to sell if they're when they're leaving. Number two, we said before, Kephal also doesn't go to the husband. It's not that the husband gets it and walks away scot free. There's certain clauses that keep it by the wife. But that's the halacha. Let's say she brought in a goat with for or a a, uh, a sheep for Giza, for, uh, for wool, or a chicken for eggs, or a dekel for Paris So Bikitzer is the husband allowed to eat from these animals. Why doesn't it say a cow for Chalav? They, they didn't drink cow's milk in those days. They drink goat's milk. Anyway, so Bikitsar, she brought in all these animals for these items. So Oichel, the heilich, he's allowed to eat the, the milk and the eggs, he keep eating until the animal dies. It's considered Paris, and he, he could continue eating without an issue. Or wearing, these kind of things, that's, that's considered Paris, and he's allowed to wear. He's allowed to wear, or whatever he's using. The Giza is to wear. Paitanagarlas abates us to eat. Paris to eat. You're allowed to use any of these productions that these animals produce. Amrev Nachman. Ayla like glima. Let's say she, they brought, she brought in a baguette. It's considered Paris a good child. Right? So we talk about the iPhone. Let's say she brings in an iPhone. Who uses it? It's a good child. So the says, if she brings in a bagad, who uses it? Allah is the husband's allowed to wear it because the wearing of a bagad is considered Paris. The bagad is considered Karen, but the wearing of it is considered Paris. He's allowed to wear it. Till the mamish becomes all ruined. And then he gives it back to her. So that junk that's left would be considered Karen. And the usage of the Baget would be considered Paris. So All in the middle of Ayat HaTasevaz. Keman, who is it like? Like this Tana. The Tanya the salt. And if they have a place where you get salt, the way they used to produce salt was they would have like these little ditches and they would run the water into there and then the sun would shine and dissolve the water and the salt would be left and they would mine the salt. So there were places where they used to get salt. Or So the Ve'achoyel, or places where you get sand from, I raise a Paris. Those are considered Paris. And that's, uh, we, we, we consider that, the, that whatever these the sand and the salt is considered Paris. And that place itself is considered the Karen and the Melah, The uh, husband's allowed to keep it. Pier shall gofris. Let's say you have a hole where you take out uh, sulfur. Machpiris shall triff. Trif is a different kind of like chemical that you mine. So what's the halacha with that? dad? it considered? Is the mining item considered Paris or Karen. A mayor says considered Karen because that's the main thing here and there's really nothing left. The bottom of the mine doesn't count. So basically the Karen is considered what you're mining, like we spoke about yesterday. If you have an oil field, so the, maybe the Zokta Mayor, the oil will be considered Karen because not Paris. The, once the oil is finished, there's nothing left on the bottom. There's no Karen. Even though there's technically Karka, that, that doesn't count. Did I skip something? Uh... Kiman yeah, Ka'itanya, I skipped a few lines. Kiman Ka'itanya, the Ram the Nachman that says if you wear a Beged, is considered Paris, is like this Tana, Tanya, this brace. So, Melach is Paris. Gophers and Melach, if Gophers and Mach Paris shall trif, according to mayor is Karen, the Chab in Paris, according to the it's considered Paris. Why? Because even though most people don't intend for the Karka, right? A guy has a mind, no one cares about the Karka, but still the Chabim say no, since Lamaisa this Karka left, so the karaka is considered karen. So male everything you mine out of there is considered paris. So that's from Nachman that says that you're allowed to wear a begad and you're allowed to wear it. Mamish till it drops. Till there's nothing left. There's only a few pieces left. So most people wouldn't consider those paris, Those pieces karen. They would consider wearing the begad itself karen. So but everything right now, you see for the chavim that any little bit that's left over is considered karen, and a male wearing the begad is considered paris. If you remember the Mishnah, we had a din, a machleikis of Shimon and the Chachamim. But it wasn't clear what they were disagreeing about. Again, if you have Paris that are connected to the ground. So if Paris that are connected to the ground, when she comes into the marriage, the Chachamim say that is considered Paris. Even though the Paris grew by her, right? She gets married. She has a field full of fruit. So the Chachamim, the attached fruit, goes to him. It's considered Paris. The detached fruits are considered hers but the attached fruit is considered him so the chatz, the hamshita and Ab Shimon seems to say the same thing Abshimit says when she comes into the marriage the Paris that's attached to the ground is considered his but when she leaves the marriage will be it if he's divorcing her and you have fields full of fruit and he forgets to cut down those fields Ab Shimon says no those fruit go to her. That's of Shimon. Shimon. differentiated, he said, if he has a strong power when he marries her, meaning, when he marries her, the fruit that's attached, go to him. So when, then he loses his power when, he, when, when she leaves and Amela, the fruit, go to her. So, what's the machleikis? What's the difference between Shimon and the Tanikam? Of and the Tanikam, they both hold the same thing regarding when the fruit comes in, regarding when she gets married, they hold the attached fruit is considered Paris. Anything that's attached to the ground when you're leaving, that's the nef community, because Abba didn't say anything about that. Rabbi Shimon says, when a man is a good child, a guy divorces his wife, and the husband forgot to mind, she divorced right before Shukas, right? So they're about to harvest the uh, asrig fields, and then the wife starts going to and the husband decides he has to divorce her, and then he chops. He forgot to cut down the him. So what does he do? So according to the Talakamba, to too man, he forgot to cut down the asraigim. He doesn't get any asraigim. The woman gets all the asraigim, even though he could have. He could have spent the whole uh, elol cutting asraigim. And a male that he'd be having to be a big veer now. But the say he didn't cut it, it's still attached. He loses. You snooze, you lose. Right, Mashashashmiel? You snooze, you lose. That's the bottom line. But that's the Reb and Shita. The Chum say no. It's considered his paris. So, see, the Chum don't. Uh, the, the Chum didn't say a word about this. Reb Shim was the one that introduced this concept. So, since the Chum didn't say a word, that's what they disagree with. They hold even though he didn't actually pick it. But since he could have picked it, he could have spent his time picking. And Melitz considered his. So that's the Mechleikas. The Mechleikas is paris that are attached when the woman is leaving. What's the halacha with that? According to Shimon. Uh, she walks away with it. According to the Chachamim, he walks away with it. Let's say, Fall to her. She gets, Or uh, maid servants. Zikenim. They're old already. It's time for them to move on. So is he allowed to force her to sell? That loch is Yimacher, they have to sell, because he doesn't want these old fogies. He could force her to sell and buy Karka, and uh, then he eats pears. It's considered like this is something that belongs to him. He doesn't want old animal, old uh, shwachas. There's nothing he could do with it. So Melah, he wants them to sell. Shemgalil, says, what do you mean? Sentimental value. These avadim saw the first veltz mulchama. I don't want to sell them. So Mela, she, he has a right to say, she, she has a right to say, she doesn't want to sell. So Machlaikis, could she say, sevia or could she not? Similar Mach Likus, Zaysim Mukfanim's kenim. Let's see have old trees, Zaysim and Gefanim. So the Tanakhama says, Yamahvi Lakhben Kakovakopes. He could say they're not producing fruit anymore, they're old Khevra. So Mela, I want to sell them. Habihu daimano, Light Timkar, you don't sell them. Because of Shvachway Sevia. It's uh, she she wants, she has a big pride in these things. And Mela, you don't sell. Amrav Khan, Amri Machlaikis. She flew the machlaikis is if the field, if these the, the, the trees fell in a field that belongs to her. So that's what the machlaikis is. Could she say, I want to keep the, 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 the trees because of Shrachme Seviya? Or could she not? That's the machlaikis if it's a Sadeh Shalah. But let's say the field does not belong to her, meaning she owns trees in somebody else's field. Everybody could agree that the husband could force her to sell. Once the trees dies, there's nothing left. So if it's in her field, there's a field left. But if she owns trees in somebody else's field, which was very common in those days, so then he could force her to sell. In fact, is that true? Even though she tainas, they're my sentimental trees, I want to keep these trees. I used to build tree houses in them. No such thing. You can't say that since the Karen is going to be destroyed once the trees die. Mainly, you can't say that anymore. What Right, an old heaven. Once he dies, there's nothing left, right? So the chayat should be the equivalent to owning a tree in a different piece of property. Uplegi. And you see there's a machlaikis. Rishim Waleel says, you, uh, you own an Eved, even though when the Eved dies, there's nothing left besides a tombstone. And still, Rishim Galeel says, it's sentimental to her. She wants to hold on to it. Selachaya trees should be the same thing. Even though the trees are owned it's somebody else's property, they're sentimental to her. You can't force her to sell. This is the way you should say the Memorah. The whole machlaikis is as if the field doesn't belong to her so you only own the trees so then tanakamba says the husband could force her to sell because he wants to get new trees and the uh, Ab- Ab- says no it's sentimental but let's say it's her trees in her field everybody agrees I mean if you think about it she goes the husband walks gets to the marriage he walks to the backyard and he sees a bunch of old trees. He says, I guess that they want them sold. So that thing Mara says that he can't do. The Mah says her property. Can't just stop walk off cutting down all the trees. These are her trees. She's been standing all, she doesn't want to see the neighbor's backyard. Right, But the neighbor should see what's going on in your backyard. So Mela, guys making fun yesterday. We were talking about Shmuel. God's making fun. He says, Everyone wants to live with an acre of land when no they want to live in your own property, acre of land. But then he said a realtor was telling him, everyone wants to live on their own property. But then they say, but one second, do I have neighbors that I can play, my kids can play with on Shabbos? You just said you want to live in a city. Now, I want to live on, during the week when I don't need any neighbors. I don't want neighbors. But on Shabbos, I want everyone to come back. So it doesn't work like that. You have to choose. Either you live in a place where your kids have food to play with. Or you build yourself a palace and your kids climb the walls. That's what you need a palace for. They climb this wall today and that wall tomorrow. So the kids, a person has to decide what he wants. You can't expect to live in an ear of taya where there's a lot of yin there and say, no, I want that it should be a house every six miles. You can't expect to live like that. That's the way what life works. If you Either you choose to live with Yidin or you choose not to live with Yidin. But anyway, so this, <coughs> this woman that wants to keep her trees to make sure her neighbor doesn't ches v'shalom know that she also sits in the backyard. So Mela, she wants to keep those trees there. Ta'alach is, she has her right to keep the old trees there because of shvach b'shaviyah.